Hello and we are the Shy Guys and you're listening to Connecting the Host, your co-op and multiplayer gaming podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Sea of Thieves, set in a glorious world of exotic islands, hidden treasures and dangers both natural and supernatural. Sea of Thieves immerses you in a new type of multiplayer action. Whether you're adventuring as a group or sailing solo, you're bound to encounter other crews. But will they be friends or foes? And how will you <laughs> respond? I mean, you, you've done a nice dramatic reading of uh, of that blurb because I, I can tell you that nearly everything in that blurb is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> My job is just to make it sound cool. Nice. So you can pick up Sea of Thieves on PC, Windows 10 specifically, on the Microsoft Store, or Xbox One. Wah, and wah. <laughs> The cool thing is it comes as part of the Xbox Game Pass, even if you're on PC. And if you haven't tried that before, you can get the 14-day trial, download the full game, and give it a whirl. So, I mean, do listen to the rest of the show, but you can try it out yourself for free if you've got a decent internet connection. So yeah. uh, we both played it. I mean, we played it together on our gaming PCs, but you've also played it on the Xbox One X, right, Ben? Uh, yeah, I've played a little bit of this in uh, solo mode, um, and I mainly played it on PC, but I tried it on Xbox for a little bit, and to be honest, it's way better on PC, as one would expect. Um, <laughs> I played on the Xbox One X, and it's not 60 FPS. It is oh. 4K and HDR and beautiful, but it's 30 FPS, and it's like... Ooh. bearing in mind that it's all cross-platform and I assume that I was playing against some people that were PC as there are some bits where you can shoot and stuff it's like mm, I'm not I mean I'm bad enough as it is on PC but <laughs> I, I was at a, very much a disadvantage on Xbox even on the One X so uh, mm. yeah mainly Interestingly, I, I will be talking about it from a PC point of view during this yeah Interestingly, uh, Microsoft recently released FreeSync support on the Xbox One S and X. Mm -hmm. So if you do happen to have, I don't even know if there's a single TV that supports it, but if you happen to have a monitor, which works with the kind of AMD's G-Sync equivalent, which is called FreeSync, then maybe the lower frame rate is less of an issue there. Because I imagine if it's running at 45 or 50 on those FreeSync monitors, it probably feels a lot smoother than 30. So I think it's locked at 30. Locked at 30. I don't, don't think it's uh, unlocked. Bastards. I, to be honest, I've not yet had a chance to watch the um, Digital Foundry tech breakdown. Mm. I did when they did the beta, but they hadn't gone into it. But I'm pretty sure it's a locked 30. So, Bastards. So uh, why don't you... A, a very low locked 30 on the, the base Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's uh, stop talking about the Xbox One X. And why don't yep, you tell so... us a bit about the game? Uh, okay, so yeah, it's... Um, I mean... The best way of referring to it is it's a sandbox game. I mean, it's very much in a similar vein to things like uh, Elite Dangerous. Um, it is a world, there is stuff you can do in it, off you go. Uh, no tutorial, no hand-holding, just boom, off you go. Um, so the first thing to mention is that it's all very uh, physical, I guess. It's kind of like um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild in that respect, in that everything has to be done manually so if you mm. want to steer the ship you have to move a massive big wheel if you want to drop anchor you have to push the little whatever they call it to drop it and push it all around to weigh it up and it goes faster the more people are pushing it uh, if you get a hole in your ship you have to hammer in 
piece of wood to cover the hole. Uh, and if there's water in your ship, you need to bail it out with some water. So it's all very physical. It's all like you open up this little inventory wheel and there'll be stuff there that you can use, be that a compass to show you which direction for counting steps when digging up treasure, uh, or whether it's a water for uh, a bucket for bailing out water. Um, <laughs> Cannons are pretty fun as well. That you can uh, just you have to get a cannonball, load it in, then light the fuse and fire it. Or you can fire yourself, or bits of fruit, or or anything. Uh, really, we never so. did that. We never fired each other out of the cannons. No, no, we didn't. Uh, uh. I, I have done it before. It's pretty cool. You could do it yourself. You don't need a friend. Mm, you can just jump yeah. in the end and fire yourself out. But you can't aim then. But uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so in terms of sailing, uh, that's probably the trickiest bit and the most fun bit in my opinion where you have to uh, adjust the height of the sails in order to change the speed uh, change the tack of the sail the sort of left and right of it in order to catch the wind in sort of like a wind wakery style um, it's pretty cool and then you move the uh, steering wheel around and you're not steering like you're literally sort of saying okay you've turned it 20 degrees right so now it's going to keep going that far that quickly <laughs> Kind of hard to explain, but it's not like driving a car. It's more like yeah, you set the you wheel. make an adjustment, and then it will <laughs> over time. Um, and you get into a lot of fun when you're trying to do stuff like parking, uh, which I was pretty good at. <laughs> I didn't. I'm gonna buff my own pile on here. I was, did a pretty good parking when we dropped Stop anchor. buffing your pile on the uh, on the show, my friend. <laughs> Some brass I reference. I don't know why it came to mind. Um, I we dropped the anchor. And then did a handbrake turn, essentially right, and then we were perfectly lined up so that we could just run up the uh, the front and jump onto the dock. Uh, so anyway, that's sailing. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that more later on, I'm sure. Um, in terms of stuff to do, uh, that's that's where it gets a little bit lighter on content. Um, you've basically got three quest types. Uh, so you have the Merchants Guild, who give you a quest to go and take a certain thing to a certain place, um, but it's a bit weird because rather than giving you something and saying take it there they give you a crate and then say go and find the thing to put in it mm. and then take it there and it's like well that's not really a mission is it i mean that's just me doing the entirety of your job i'm, I'm not trading i'm actually going, finding picking the, the tea thing. finding it putting it in a box and selling it <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not just transporting the tea exactly exactly mm. so that's a bit weird uh there's uh, even more strangely uh, one where you dig up treasure chests and then you have to bring them to a guy because he has the key to all of these treasure chests. And so he opens them and some, you can ask him, can I have your key? And he's like, nah, <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, so that's a bit weird. And then the final one is um, this like skull woman who you have to go and find skeletons, fight a load of skeletons and kill a specific skeleton and then bring the skull back to her. So they're the three. I mean, they're all very much of a piece uh, in that they are fetch thing from A to B. Um, it's not really much more than that. Uh, apparently they are going to add more of these quests in future, like from different factions and stuff. And I think once mm. you get to level 50 with each one of them, then there's another one that opens up. But I've not really looked yeah. into that. Not many people have done that yet. So they're leveled. Um, again, we'll probably discuss this later on, but they have various leveling mechanics that increase the difficulty of the things, uh, the quests that you do. Then you've got things like uh, combat. So there is uh, a, a cutlass that you have, 
uh, for basic swipey action and a bit of blocking and a power attack. Uh, and then you have a pistol, a sniper rifle, and I think it's like a blunderbuss type thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a shotgun. Yeah, basically. Um, with all of the... You can only have one gun at a time. They have five ammo, which gets used up. Oh, no, sorry, you can have two guns. I think you, you can, can trade out your cutlass, weapons. right? You have you two right. weapon slots, and you can trade out the weapon, the sword for two guns, but then if you Correct. run out of ammo, you're screwed. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, so, yeah, you can have two weapons. It could be any of the four. Um, and they, as you say, you've got ammo that you find around the place. Uh, the combat is interesting because everyone's exactly the same. There's no upgrades. There's no stamina meter. There's nothing like that. Everyone has the same cutlass. So it doesn't matter if you're level 50 with the Merchant's Guild against someone that's completely new to the game. They'll probably still kill you if you're not very good at cutlass fighting. <laughs> uh, so that's an interesting sort of mechanic, really. Um, finally, you've got the, the map. Now, I really like the map because... Um, you literally have to go to this big table and mm. look around it to find where you want to go. Um, and it does show you like your ship literally on this map, moving around the place like a digital mini-map. Um, but the cool thing about it is if you're driving the sloop, you can actually see it, but you have to let go of the wheel and look behind you. So you might be charting a course somewhere, and then you let go of the wheel, run to the back, look over the end to see if you're heading in the right general direction. Or more often, you'll have a friend who's reading the map and telling you, go left yeah. a bit, go right a bit, go west, go, go starboard. North, northeast. No, no, your other east. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's fun. Um, the final thing to mention, I think, is uh, death. Um, and also, I mean, there's another point as well. Um, if you get separated from your ship, then mm. a mermaid will appear and you swim towards it and you'll get magically teleported back to your ship. Um, if you die then you basically get held on the Ferry of the Dead, uh, which is this cool, like, um, Davy Jones-style <laughs> ship that you're stood on. And then after about 30 seconds, a door opens, you walk through it, you're back on your ship. Um, so if you're in the middle of a pitched naval battle, uh, you will just turn back up where you were. Um, they recently made some changes to that because uh, there's quite a lot of griefing uh, in the game mm. originally because you just teleport back to your ship and then the people would kill you. <laughs> and then you die and then you teleport back. So now they teleport you sometimes further away or they move your ship with you and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that covers most of the sort of core stuff. I mean, it's basically a sandbox simulator where you sail around and there isn't that much to do. Yeah. Yeah. Sea of fetch quests, I, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wasn't that an Assassin's Creed title? <laughs> Assassin's Creed 4. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to talk a bit about some, a few other things, uh, specifically more the multiplayer aspect of the game, because we do focus on co-op games here on Connecting to Host. So first of all, you can have up to four players in a crew. You can play it solo. Uh, you can also you can just bail all your friends in, or you can open up and allow others to join your ragtag crew of pirates. So uh, once you've got your gang together, or your crew, you'll get to pick your ship. Typically, you'll pick the sloop for one or two people. If you have more than that, then they're not really... The third and fourth won't have much to do. Uh, the sloop I don't, has... I don't think you can choose... Uh, oh, really? You can't choose yeah. it at all? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, originally, you if you had 
up to two people, you got the sloop. If you had up to four uh, people, uh, between three and four, you got the, um, the galleon. galleon. But now yeah. they've made an update, so now that one, two, three, or four can have the galleon if they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just but it's going to be really hard work. Bigger. Yeah. So the sloop is really built for one to two players. It has two cannons. That's all. It's smaller, more maneuverable. Has one big sail. Uh, like you said, you can see the map from when you're like from where you steer which is really convenient, especially if you're on your own. Means you just have to turn around, look down at the map. And yeah, it's a it's a pretty manageable ship. And the Galleon, like I say, has eight cannons. So it's a lot more power in combat, a lot less reloading required. More things to do, though. A lot more challenging to manage. And it's a much now, bigger target the... to hit. Yes, true. <laughs> but much more imposing when you see it on the sea. Uh, on the sea. Oh. We avoided the galleons. Well, we avoided most things, but that's because we're cowards. <laughs> so uh, one of the, I mean, one of the main main draws to this game is the PvP combat. So when you do happen to cross paths with another pirate ship, if you're daring and don't just run away, we didn't, which we didn't after the first hour or two once we got the hang of it, then you often end up hmm, second guessing each other. I mean. They could be coming in peace. They, you might just be both doing your missions and going past each other and ignore each other, constantly watching the other ship. Mm, is this going to break into a combat? <laughs> and then eventually they turn 90 degrees and you realise they're bringing their cannons to bear and all of a sudden, go, Ben, go, 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 go to the cannons. <laughs> tack left, tack left. <laughs> and then you arm the cannons, fire your cannonballs and start patching up holes in the ship. It's, uh, it's fun. It's fun and tense when you have a PvP match on the, on the sh- ships. And yeah, we we held our own. Usually found out we we're against a crew of one and there were two of us. So I'm not sure yeah. how well we were really doing. But they were still fun fights. And because of the way ships work in general, I guess, and the you know, it's a it's modelling fairly realistic well ish ship mechanics, then combats aren't just a headshot and you're done. You know, you have to bring the ship round, get it to bear, fire a cannon, you might hit, but it's just gonna make a hole in their ship. They might patch it up. And, you know, the, the battles go on for a nice while, which makes them all tense, especially if you've got some loot on board. Because one of the other core mechanics is once you've... You might sink the ship, but you might just stop it. Yeah, if it's stuck on an island, especially, and the, the person isn't on the ship, then you can just run onto any one ship at any point, steal all the loot they've got, treasure chests, skulls, boxes of chickens, <laughs> whatever you can find, grab it, take it back to your own ship, and bugger off. That's... That's Basically, a good tactic. Yeah. <laughs> and if, uh, especially if they're in the middle of a quest and they're some poor pirate on their own and you see a ship on an island, if you if you see him at the top of the mountain in the middle of the island, you might just fit to get on his ship, get his stuff and get out before he's even noticed. So that can be pretty fun. <laughs> so you mentioned all the different quest types, but typically you'll go to a vendor and you'll, you'll kind of buy the quests you want with gold. You have to buy them all with gold, right? Apart from when you start on the level yeah, one. Yeah, apart from the first three of each. Yeah. So you, you buy your quest for a small amount of gold, you get back to the ship, and then you can pick one of the three quests that you've kind of got stashed in your inventory, put it on the table, and everyone gets to vote on whether they want to do it or not. And then once they do, the scroll gets kind of laid out on the table, and you can see the current quest. That's quite a nice mechanic. I mean, with two of us, the voting didn't really matter. We, we just discussed and picked. But I can imagine if you're playing randoms online, gives a bit more flexibility with a certain type of quest you don't want to do. Same. It's even more fun if you're playing single player because you have to propose it and then vote for it. 
And you always deny it because you're an yeah. ass. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Why did you pick that, Ben? I'm not doing it, Ben. Talking to yourself. So the interesting thing which I was reading about recently is the, the way they scale the servers. So the, the vision of the game is that you will see another ship every 15 to 30 minutes. And they do their best to manipulate the game world to make that happen. So it's not like there's always going to be 50 or 100 players on your server instance with a map. Players are actually moving around based on the distance to other players' ships. So if you're a long way from other players' ships, then you might see a storm. The storm actually indicates a kind of way of masquerading part of the world to then move you to another server. And it might put you in a a server where the corner you are in is a bit busier. And then when the storm clears, you'll see the other ships. So I I think that's really fun. Is, really clever mechanic. Very clever. very clever. I've been in a couple storms before, and the storms are epic. You, you didn't really get to experience a proper one, but when it's no. literally lashing it down, the wheel just spins on its own, and the compass is spinning. That's probably why the compass spins around as well, mm. because the compass is just constantly twirling, so you can't see where you're going, and that would ah, be why, nice. so that it can yeah, yeah. teleport you somewhere completely different, and you would never know. That is really, really smart. That's really cool. Very, very cool. And it's really clever to, to make sure that you have a good balance of not too much PvP that your stuff gets stolen all the time, but enough to keep it interesting. A couple of other things just worth mentioning, really. There is a, a bucket ton of upgrades from different clothes, eye patches, hooks, peg legs, buckets, weapons, eye glasses, <laughs> all sorts of things that you can get. All of them are very expensive, but... But at least in the in-game currency, you can even buy new boats, right? You didn't, you didn't quite get enough money. It's to not buy a new boat. Boat. It's just yeah, a, new a boat skin. Skin for it, yeah. yeah. Which I really but want. All of I the... want it to be the build rats. <laughs> but all of the upgrades are cosmetic, so good or bad, I'm not sure. We'll come on to that in the the likes and dislikes. The last thing to mention is there are also when you're playing, you'll very quickly notice these skull-shaped clouds in the skies with big green or red glowing eyes and they indicate what are essentially raids from MMOs so they're highlighting an active skeleton fort on the map where there are huge amounts of very tough skeletons running around with guns uh, which typically require quite a few players and some reasonable tactics to beat them so we rocked up once to one of these islands there were no other players there we thought we'd give it a shot, and after dying about 15 times, we ejected ourselves yeah. from the island and went, yeah, we need more players. But if you do manage to defeat the skeleton fort, then you bag yourself a pretty swifty key, which unlocks some very valuable treasure. So hmm. That's probably what you need in order to buy the expensive cosmetic stuff, because that's probably going to be like yeah. a ridiculous amount of gold, isn't it? I yeah, I don't know if it's gold or, or more restrictive items I, I we never got one so i'm not really sure but it's apparently very valuable loot so let's move on to uh our likes and dislikes and our overall experience so do you would like to kick us off ben sure well the uh the first thing to talk about because it is the first thing you will notice and it's possibly the most important thing in the game is the water simulation and rendering it is absolutely beautiful i mean this game is gorgeous it has like a sort of cartoony style but the actual water is incredibly realistic. You would think you were looking at like, you know, photorealistic CGI. I mean, it is 
phenomenally well done. And it isn't just the look of it, but also the feel of it, like the way the waves crash, uh, especially in storms when it's really bumpy and you're like literally coasting up and down over. Um, and I've done a bit of sailing in my time and it is just like the feel of it felt exactly like I was sailing again. Like it is incredibly lifelike. Um, I mean, people say that like Assassin's Creed, Black Flag and uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue, it must be, um, have mm. pretty good simulation. And they do. Um, and I played a lot of Assassin's Creed Rogue in the week that Sea of Thieves came out um, because that happened to come out at the same time, the remastered HD version. And that does have some great naval battles and it does have some great water simulation, but not as good as this. This is uh, a step above, especially in HDR. It is beautiful, beautiful lighting as well. The clouds, all of it. You mentioned something about game. how the clouds are rendered, right? You said they were actually modelled in 3D before they're rendered down to their kind of 2D cartoony representation. Correct. So they look very cartoony, but they are actually fully 3D models. It's not just a skybox. It is a proper 3D object hanging in the sky. Um, and they do actually form proper clouds. Like I, I can't remember the names of all the clouds because it's been a long time since I did that at school. But just before like a storm strikes, you'll see them like billowing and getting darker and getting taller and taller and taller. And you can actually like look and go, yeah, there's going to be a storm over that way. We won't, we won't head that way. Um, and so you can tell where the weather is changing, and which is pretty cool because then you feel more like a proper pirate. You feel like you're sailing the sea when you're looking at it. You're like, yeah, I've got a weather eye on that. So it's a really good, really good looking game overall. I mean, it's a very cartoony sort of style, but uh, a lot of it is hyper-realistic and works really well for it. I look forward to the Cumulonimbus DLC. I'm sure that's yeah, a type yeah. of cloud. I could be making that bullshit up, but I'm sure that's <laughs> Sounds right. a type of cloud. Yeah. Sea of Fetch Quest, Cumulonimbus. Rename surely, the game for you right there. Surely any DLC is going to have to follow the same rule as Sunset Overdrive and be called DLC, as in SEA. <laughs> true, true that. So my first like is the overall co-op experience you have of controlling a boat. There's a whole bunch of small things to do together and it keeps you busy while you're sailing. It was a really fun the first time when you, you said there was no tutorial, but I had you, which was very convenient because you were talked me through the first hour of my game which is very nice because you were able yeah. to say ah oh, yes why don't you do the sales because i'd spent five hours out. not knowing what i was doing <laughs> which is great for me <laughs> yeah. yeah no so that was i just felt that overall sailing was really cool you uh you had to keep your eye on the wheel even when you know because if the sea got a bit a bit choppy and the wind started turning then your boat would just turn on its own so you had to keep an eye on the wheel but there's always a few other things to do let's go and move the map so let's focus more on where we're going let's make sure the cannons are loaded oh i think we might have clipped a bit of wood can you go under under the deck and just check the the hull and, to make sure and quite no often we coming would in? go the wrong way and just miss an island completely because we'd mm. be you you chart a course and you're heading that way and then you see what you think is the island ahead of you and you think that'll be it that's the one that's on the map but actually the island's a lot smaller and it's to the right hand side and you've gone past it and you're like oh shit <laughs> turn around and go back to it um, that would happen quite often and, and usually what would happen is one of us would be in charge of like dropping the anchor mm. and so for the parking I generally keep control of the wheel you'd drop the anchor and then we'd both just jump off with our cutlasses and off we'd run to go and do whatever it was on the island and then and grab our or, chickens even just fun stuff like I enjoyed it when we were sailing I typically go up into the crow's nest with my telescope mm. and then I would that was spyglass I should say and I'd stand at the top and just keep a lookout for other pirate ships I'd be like eh, 
Yeah. Is there anything over there? No, no. All clear, all clear, all clear. Ooh, 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 yeah. ooh. Oh, it's cloud. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but and when you're fun. trying to I mean, avoid I, ships and yeah. you end up taking longer courses, like, oh, let's tack the wind. Oh, shit, the island was back there. Whoops. We went fast, though. <laughs> I imagine it'd be really, really cool with four people. Like, you'd have a lot of fun with four people running around a ship mm. and doing all of this stuff. Like, it's good with two. I mean, to be fair, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot just on my own with my little sloop. It is fun still. You go around and do stuff. Um, but with two, it's a lot more fun because you get little stories that you create as you go along. With mm. four, I imagine that would be magnified even more. Yeah. So what's your next like, Ben? Uh, well, I'm a sucker for the pirate theme. Uh, pirates or cowboys, I, that's, they're my genres I would choose if I had a choice. Um, and so I, I really appreciated all the little detail Um all of the character in it so like the music is just right it evokes that sort of pirates of the caribbean style the sound effects as you sort of pile through the waves uh when the wind catches your sail and you've tanked mm. it just right and it goes <laughs> and you see it like billow out it really does feel like you're just sailing across the sea it's awesome um one of my favorite things was probably that every pirate has some instruments on them yeah and you yeah. can just turn around and you get like a little accordion out and you can just start a little sea shanty uh, they're not all sea shanties like one of them is ride of the valkyries <laughs> so you're like on your accordion but if other people get their instruments out and play them at the same time it syncs them so you're actually playing the uh, same song cool. which i thought was really cool um cool. very very small thing but just makes it feel a lot more realistic um and stuff like you can just go and drink grog yeah, you don't just keep drinking. And you get a bit yeah. drunk, right? And everything get gets pissed. a bit woozy. Yeah, you start wobbling around, and you start throwing up if you drink too much as well. So, which is great if you're in a, like sailing, <laughs> and mm. you just start throwing up everywhere. You can't do anything for a few seconds, which could be risky. <laughs> um, so, it is there's a huge amount of detail and like a really nice piratey theme. Like if you, if you like pirate stuff, then obviously you should give this a try. Yeah. So my, my last like is the PvP encounters that emerge every 15 to 30 minutes, it turns out. <laughs> and they, they evoke a lot of tension, especially when you've got a ship full of booty. You're thinking, hmm, we have two treasure chests, a skull and a box of chickens under the deck. Or sometimes <laughs> we'd hide them in the crow's nest because that seemed like a cunning thing to do. That was a clever idea. Hide them in different parts of the ship. Not that our ship was that big. But then you see another ship and you think, a little tiny part of you thinks, can we have him? Can we get a bit more loot? And the other half of you is thinking, run, 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 run. That was half an hour of gameplay. Just take it and cash it in. But you also know if you get to the island, if they follow you there, cashing it in is also going to be hard because you're going to get off the boat with two of the things and run back to the trader. By the time you run back to your boat, probably empty. So you've got to yeah. consider all this in your mind while you see other players. And... Yeah, I think the stories you were talking about, the kind of emergent stories, a lot of them happened when we met another ship on the sea because that starts the discussion between us. Should we fight, you know, the fight yeah. or flight mechanism? And then the funny shit starts happening when we crash into the other ship. There was one time where uh, they jumped off, right? And our ship was actually empty. I think we might have shot their ship a couple of times, but not quite mm. sunk it. They jumped off and started swimming towards our ship to try and rob us, presumably. And then I just jumped off to theirs. <laughs> I was like, what if there was something on their boat? So they 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 <laughs> ended up in a fight with you while I was robbing their boat. It was also empty, unfortunately. 
apart from a few bits of wood and some bananas. And then I jumped off and then got the mermaid back. So, but those are the those are the emergent stories that you play this game for. I think that's the yeah, and that's that very much drives into to my final like, which is that there are lots of little bits and pieces to this game. Like as a whole, like, it's very easy to look at it and go, you know what? There's actually very little here. Like the missions are all samey. It's a bit dull. There's not much to do. It's very much that elite dangerous style of make your own fun. Well, you know mm. what? I don't have time for that shit. I got a load of games which have got professional writers and storylines that I could be playing. Why the hell should I sit here and make up my own fun? Um, but if you do, you find a load of interesting stuff. So like we did one mission where we had to find a treasure chest or something and we, we got onto this island. And when you got onto the island, the map more text appeared and it was like a clue it was like hidden behind a waterfall mm. we spent a while looking for it and i saw in the waterfall i could see there was a hole higher up and i was like hmm how do we get up there and so my plan was just i'll fall from the top of the waterfall and i'll just gracefully roll into the waterfall as i fall landing on the ledge which worked and then yeah. i found this huge network of caves um and it was beautiful so much detail there's this huge section of caves and then the chests were there and I came out and I eventually sort of called you over to me and you found me. And I was like, can you see the entrance in? And you looked around and couldn't see it. And I was like, it's this way. And it was literally just a bit of foliage blocking it. Mm. And it was like, it would have been so hard to have found it. And I wonder how many more things like that there are hidden around. Because the islands yeah. are all identical. Uh, each each time you play, the map yeah. isn't randomly generated or anything. Uh, or different on each server. It's always the same. So there's probably huge secrets like that all over the place that people haven't found um the other thing i liked was that uh i was just sailing along on my own once in a single player game and i just saw some birds circling in the water and i was like that's weird like why are there a load of birds circling in the sky there must be something and i went over there dived into the water and there was a shipwreck and then i went right mm. down in and then there was some rare tea that I managed to take back to a merchant for some money. So the next time when we were playing and we saw some, I was like, oh, head over there, there'll be something. And we found yeah. like a shipwreck and some other stuff. So there's always little bits and pieces like that. We never saw the Kraken. There is no. like a giant Kraken which destroys ships, um, which again is like more of a raid type situation. You need a lot of ships to deal with that threat. Um, but we didn't see that, but that's that supposed to be pretty cool. But yeah, that, that, that was my last night really. Just a lot of cool little bits and pieces that are hidden away in the world. I love the way in your story it became a, a graceful dive and a, an <laughs> athletic roll. The reality was you jumped off the I, cliff I, I like a sack of shit. <laughs> but yes, I didn't say that dive. in my mind. That's what I did. <laughs> right, I'm going to move on to my first dislike. And this is something we've touched on a couple of times already, so I'll keep it reasonably quick. But all the quests are fetch quests. Yeah. There's not... I mean, there's not a huge amount to do. I'm a, I'm a sucker for emergent stories. I, I like it when there's a lot of systems in place and you use those systems to discover new things. But I just don't think there's quite enough systems that interact with each other for me to get really sucked into this game. Zelda had loads and loads of systems and you kept discovering new kind of mechanics, not just a new place, like a new cave system. But... 10 hours in, 20 hours in. Oh, wow, I leave the food on the floor near the volcano and it, and it burns. Cool. I put my parachute out over a fire and I get caught up and blown up in the wind. And there's dozens and dozens, if not, you know, a hundred of those sort of systems in Zelda. But 
doesn't feel that there's quite enough in this to actually keep me just exploring the world between the stories. There's not much to do between those good moments to actually keep enticing me into kind of sitting there doing doing the not much game content. And I mean, there's a, a lot problem to... for a game that is fifty pounds. If yeah. you're buying it, I mean, we did it on Game Pass, so we're not that critical of the price. But a game with no story and it's got three quest givers that are all essentially the same thing for 50 pounds and it's like it's pushing it yeah it's not ideal not not yeah, ideal that's, at all that's my first dislike so uh, mine is just that the cosmetic upgrades are ridiculously expensive like we played for like three hours and we didn't have enough money for anything other than an upgrade of a moustache. And it's like, mm. come on, give me something. Especially when they do nothing. There's no yeah. benefit to them. And also the fact that you get fuck all upgrades to start with. So there's like six pirate types to choose from and that's it. You get nothing. You get no ability to change yourself unless you pay money. And so, I mean, the problem with what you were saying a minute ago of that it's very samey. It's very samey, but there's also no drive to do it. Because what is the reward for grinding through this samey stuff? You get some money so that you can look slightly different while you're grinding. It's not even that you get better upgrades or better weapons or anything like that. It just it's just the same stuff with a different skin. Yeah. And it's like why and you can't I... even buy it at a pace that's fun. No. If we didn't I couldn't buy any in the what, no. three hours we played, I could not afford a single upgrade. Well, maybe a moustache, like you say. A moustache, yeah. I wanted a new hat or something. And there, when there's 150 items, you think after three hours of play, I should be able to buy something. And yeah. there's no microtransactions yet, but blatantly coming. Otherwise, it wouldn't be so goddamn expensive. Yeah, it, it's so stupid. I mean, like, I really wanted the ship paint just so yeah. that... Because sometimes you'll have a couple of ships at an island and you'll forget which one's yours. Yeah. <laughs> because they all look the same. Because they are all the same. Uh, so it's just a bit, yeah, a bit bullshitty that... That is the case, but and it just seems obvious, like tier tier things, right? I mean, you can have really expensive items that you can get after lots yeah. of play, but have something for us to cut our teeth on, like the free to play model. You know, give give a little, so that you end up wanting to stay for the bigger things. But when you don't get anything after three hours of play, you're like, oh, screw this. You either have to have a decent story that makes you want to progress through it, so that you get enough gold to buy the shit that's pointless and you buy it just because you want to look slightly different because it's fun you know mm. or you need something that is massively grindy like this is but you get something good for it like and that's what elite dangerous had grind for. exactly that's elite why dangerous elite dangerous has the progression because you get new ships new components you're building shit Absolutely. the missions are more varied yeah Neither that's where more. they've got it right whereas this just doesn't have that it's just a it's very much like uh, a big box of Lego. Like, yeah. some people will see that box of Lego and be like, oh, cool, I could build anything I want. And the rest of us look at it and go, well, where are the instructions? I want to build something that I can play with. I don't want to just try and build something because I'll build something shit. Um, and that is very much the case with sandbox games in general, in my opinion. Now, I saved my last dislike as a memory of when I rage quit like a motherfucker because <laughs> we have been playing for yeah. 40 to 50 minutes We'd done a couple of quests, lots of running around, having fun. Had four skulls on our ship because we nearly got enough money of... to uh, buy a mustache. Yeah, almost got one mustache in our in our bank. Had four skulls and one chest on our boat. No enemies haunting us. Let's just get back now and sell it. Oh, 
game crashed out, just dropped out. I mean, the server you know, dropped out. It wasn't a game crash, but the, the server kicked us and we lost all our stuff. And I'm like, yeah. oh man, I have to grind it up anyway. Now you've taken away my hope of ever getting an item. And I was like, quit. No, 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 no. If it's going to crash. And we only played it for three or four hours. And after 40 minutes, it crashed and I lost all my stuff. I'm like, so if there's a 20% chance of me losing all my stuff. Yeah. No. No. That's fair. Not cool, bro. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> my final uh, dislike is that it's it, it's all right to play solo. Um, I mean, obviously, you can't really get into naval battle that well because you have to steer a ship you can't really be running around firing cannons at the same time so you tend to just flee but luckily that's right in my wheelhouse so i'm pretty good at that um but the problem up until they did the patch recently i'll preface it that way is that it wasn't appealing to team up with a random player because mm-hmm. they just fucking irritate and just run that's around ringing a bell or something and um while you can lock them up in the brig mm. like there's like a brig and if there's a majority vote you can lock someone up in it which is a little harsh they just get to sit in the brig it's very indicative of what a pirate life is like i guess um <laughs> but not much fun um but that was being misused because yeah. there were people who were playing in groups of three and they just want to play together and they couldn't because if they started a group of three the server would add a fourth person that's changed now you can now create mm. a private group so you can say ah, private group cool. three people you won't get a fourth random person added. So that negates that problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not really a game to be playing with random people. I mean, it's kind of cool because they do have... I mean, we didn't use it because we played. We had Skype on in the background or Discord or something yeah. while we were chatting. Um, but if you use the microphone in the game, it's proximity-based. So you have to be oh, standing cool. near the person for them to actually hear you. So if you're up in the crow's nest shouting down, very likely they won't hear you. Which is yeah. why the crow's nest has a bell at the top. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to ring it to say the ships. Um, so that is kind of cool. If you do play it properly, you can uh, you, you have to have proximity-based chat, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I think I like that. There's a bit of a like weird dichotomy that goes on with that, and that is if you're you're penalised a bit for playing not using properly. Skype, right? Yes. I mean. Essentially, if you're using Skype, you can keep talking forever. If you're using this, you can't. But I really like the idea that you can hear what the opponents are saying if you're close enough, which I assume in mm-hmm. what the other one or two other similar proximity-based systems, that happens. And that's cool. So that's I'm, exactly I'm torn, right. But yeah. You can only hear other people if you're near them, which is doesn't matter who they are. Which yeah. Is, uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Anyway, shall we move on to our comments? Yes, let's. You kick us off. I'll, I'll kick off with one, which is just to say that with the quest giving stuff it is level based so uh, I had like a level 11 with the gold digging group and you obviously had like level 0 when we started playing but I was able to go and buy a level 11 quest and we could both do it together because Mm. they are more difficult because with those ones in particular you end up doing things like you have to take 15 paces northeast and do all that kind of stuff whereas the first ones it's just go where the X is and dig um so they do get more difficult, so I think it's more just so people get used to it, but there's no limit on it. If someone else in your group has the quest and has bought it, you can take it on. Um, one important thing to note, which we sort of briefly touched on, is that if you start a quest and then you leave the game, then the quest fails, and that's it. Uh, and if you have booty on your ship that you've not cashed in, tough ship, that goes. Yeah. You get a new ship every time. You can't possibly lose a ship. You can't die. Uh, if your mm. ship sinks, you just get teleported to an island and you get a new one. 
Um, yeah. It's worth pointing out. But uh, yeah, you, you can take higher quests. So there's no penalty if, you know, you've got one person that's played a lot and a couple of people that have only played it a bit. You can all still play together and play decent quests and there's no issue with that. There's no skill gap. Mm-hmm. The final thing I wanted to mention about the game overall is that I actually think it would benefit from having upgrades that did more than being cosmetic. Yeah. Now, if a ship had three upgrade slots, so it was you know, not to the degree that you could have a ship that was 100 times better than mine, but some ways of customising the gameplay, even if the actual effect in the game is not too, you know, try not to make it too unbalancing, right? But you have your ship. You can you can put three things on it. Maybe that's uh, a bunch of metal armor around the side. Maybe it's faster turning, Steve. Maybe it's smoke bombs to hide you, yeah. that kind of stuff, and net to slow people down. There's so much mm. stuff that you could add to yeah. do that and be varied. And I think that would actually make it more fun because it would give you more stuff to play with. You know I like variety. And I, I just want stuff to play with, like things to do, new stuff to play with. And it doesn't have that. And I would have loved it if it did, even if it made it unfair. And the only reason why I can think you wouldn't do that is if you're going to make it so that you can get the in-game currency with real money. Right. So, I mean, if the in-game currency is entirely earned in-game, I actually think it's pretty fair to have it a little bit unbalanced. But if you can pay to win, that's when I don't like it. So that makes me think the in-game currency is going to come, you know, viable with real money easy, at some point. In the easy future. solution to this, which is exactly what Elite Dangerous does, which is you can buy cosmetic items with real money, mm. but you can't buy yeah. the in-game. The unbalancing. You, you can't buy credit. Because I looked to do that once because I came back into Elite Dangerous quite hard after a while. And I was like, you know what? I want a good ship. I'm happy yeah. spending like 15 quid and I'll buy myself a ship. And I'm surprised I couldn't because I was sure I could. But no, I could spend 15 quid on a skin for a ship. Uh, and you know that's fine that's exactly how they should play it Um, I I agree completely that there should be more stuff and it would be better if people had varied ships in the same way like Titanfall 2 you all have different Titans but then Mm. if you want to have like I bought for like 4 quid or something I've got a different Scorch Titan so mine just looks different but it is the same Um, charge people for cosmetics but let people have different stuff Mm. it doesn't even have to be stuff that unlocks over time it could just be a bit of customization for the ship so that it yeah. has abilities like you say it doesn't even need to be something you unlock over time i mean it's better if you do if you have a few things locked away but yeah. you know there's no reason why you can't do it that way but you can start with three things in those slots and then you would have to take them out to put other things in so maybe yeah. you want the smoke bombs but then you lose the you know extra tough to hull exactly so you actually take a bit of a risk when you upgrade your ship as well so i think it could yeah it would be awesome yeah I mean, uh, my final comment is um, we touched on the fact that there's no tutorial. Um, Again, this is going to be positive or negative depending on your point of view. Um, It really has that early access feel to it. I mean, it it does not feel like a £50 retail game. It feels like here is an early access thing by some indie developers. Isn't it awesome? Climb aboard and get ready for the next two years when things will get better um, would be my take on it. Um, so it feels like there's no tutorial because they put it in early access, so they've not finalised everything. So why write a tutorial? That's how it feels, um, but that's not how it is. Instead, it's supposed to be like, oh, well, you just get to know the systems and understand it yourself, which is fine if you've got a load of time to fuck around with that. 
But I spent yeah. five hours not realizing that there was a rope to tack the sail of my ship. So I was going <laughs> fairly slowly around the world for five hours until I read about it. And I was like, oh, huh, do that. So, yeah, it's definitely one to just break out a YouTube tutorial just to, I mean, if you've listened to this, you've, you've heard most of the stuff you can do anyway. You can probably work it out. But it's worth watching like a 10-minute tutorial video because there ain't anything that's going to help you. Right, so we always finish up by asking whether we'd play the game again and whether we'd recommend it. So, Ben, would you play the game again? I, I would. I, I enjoy it very much. Um, I like it in single player. Um, I'd love to play more co-op because uh, I think it's a fun thing to do. It's not very mentally taxing, so you can like have a conversation while you're doing it, and then when the shit hits the fan, you you know, <laughs> all hands on deck, quite literally. Um, but you know, then you can just go back to chatting about shit and doing stuff. I think it'd be awesome with more people. Um, but I would definitely play it again, and I'm excited to see where it heads next, because it feels like this is going to be a game that is going to get a lot of updates to justify it. Because um, at the moment, it's in that dodgy no man's sky territory um mm. it's not had the uh you know outcry that that did because there they over promised and under delivered uh and they basically promised a 40 pound game and delivered a 20 pound game whereas with sea of thieves they've always said this is what it is and we're charging this for it um and it is exactly what they said it was going to be uh so you can't really be you know outraged about it but I do think it's very, very light on content and it's sort of a worrying trend of people just, you know, we'll push it out, see if it sticks because if no one buys it, then we'll just leave it. But if yeah. people like it, we'll keep developing stuff for it, which is, I, I don't like it. I don't like the idea of really overcharging early adopters because by the time it gets good, it'll be on sale <laughs> and it'll be yeah. cheap. Uh, and also, you know, you have to go through the Windows 10 store and we have to do matchmaking through the Xbox app and all the bullshit that comes with that. It was, it's a terrible experience. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I will definitely play it again. I would recommend it to people if they are going to get more games in the Xbox Game Pass. I would not say to someone, spend 50 quid on this. Hmm. Yeah, I'm in a pretty similar boat. <laughs> I, oh, um, we're here all actually... night, folks. <laughs> I actually cancelled my Game Pass because I, I was in the 14-day trial, which expires for me tomorrow. So I cancelled it this evening. So I won't be playing it again for a while. But I really hope mm. that when State of Decay 2 and or Crackdown 3 comes out, which will be the next reason for me to pick up the Game Pass, uh, it's evolved somewhat. Because I, I, I fundamentally like the core mechanics and I want to play more. There's just nothing I want to do. <laughs> Yeah. So if they can fix that and add a bit more, I mean, ultimately, there's only you only meet skeletons and snakes in the whole game. Yeah, there's no right? other enemy That's types. It. In terms of bad guys, you're either on an island meeting skeletons or there's snakes running around. That's it. Nothing else attacks you. Maybe there's a few other things like the Kraken and stuff that you find later, but in the hours we played, that's all we saw. Again, you're, you're sort of left thinking, where's the rest of it? <laughs> Yeah, it's... Uh, especially when it's 50 quid and it feels a bit like they've kind of capitalized on the fact they've launched it with the game pass so lots of people are probably playing it for two weeks for free they're now thinking well it's only another eight quid i'll keep it for another month play it a bit more yeah. so people probably aren't going to pay 50 quid for it they're going to be paying eight 16 24 if they play it for two or three months and then more but then they're playing other games on the game pass too so i think it would have got a much harsher reception if you could only pick it up for 50 quid, I think people would be Agreed. feeling a bit more ripped off. Agreed. But, and that 
is exactly the reason why at this point I just don't think I can recommend it because I've got to grate it on the fact it's a 50 quid title yeah. and I would say pick it up on sale I would definitely say pick up the Game Pass for two weeks and try it for free that is definitely worth doing oh yeah absolutely but I really wouldn't advise dropping 50 quid on it just yet and it sounds harsh because it is a fundamentally good game but just yeah well it's I not it's, it's a terrible game it's a great sandbox <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So, uh, yeah, there's a lot I do of love stuff, emergent... but not much to do. <laughs> I do love emergent stories, but I just don't think there's enough systems to keep you busy between them. That's my, my final thoughts anyway. So thank you for listening. You can listen to some of our previous episodes on our website, connecting to host.co.uk. We recently covered some games such as Necropolis, Versus Squad, We Were Here Too, Human Fall Flat. That was a laugh. Uh, don't forget to also check out the Shy Guys website, shyguys.so, where you can see some reviews from games, our weekly update, and catch some videos of our YouTube series. And next time we'll be discussing A Way Out. Fuck the Oscars. And if you have any other games you'd like us to play, then hit us up on Twitter. Especially as we're going to be meeting up in person after the A Way Out episode. So we're going to have a chance to play a few more in-person games like oh, Couch Co-op. If you want to throw something a bit different at us, then just send us a tweet on Twitter. And please, please, please leave us a review on iTunes if you liked us. If you didn't, fuck off. <laughs>